that whole song play if I could. That was Nimza? Nimza? Nimza. Hold on. <laughs> I was looking up um actually interviews with her to find out how to say her name because her name is spelled N-J-O-M-Z-A. And I'm like, Najamza, which I'm sure she probably gets all the time. So I'm like, I wanted to get it right so that in case you guys liked it, you guys could look it up. And then I forgot how <laughs> to say it. Hold on. I'm pretty sure it's Nimza. Let me – hold on. I literally had to – Oh, I'm sorry. Neomza. Okay, so you pronounce her name Neomza. And that's N-J-O-M-Z-A. That song was called Outro. I discovered her, I want to say, about last year sometime. Um, she was – she ended up, like, in my Apple Music, like uh, – new music mix or something or chill mix or something like that. And I really like her. Um, she apparently, which I never knew was, uh, mentoring under, um, Mac Miller, RIP Mac Miller, um, which I'm still very devastated over his passing, but, um, apparently they were very close and, um, he kind of showed her the way, like showed her how to write music, showed her how to, you know, do it her way. And I love it. Um, mainly for girls. Um, I'm not a Beyonce fan. I'm not into all that. Like, um, all the single ladies, I think it's fucking dumb. I like songs that are like, real and she talks about relationships she talks about um smoking weed you know um she also um just talks about like things that sometimes i go through like waiting around for text messages waiting around for a guy or you're dating a guy and unfortunately you're the one that's playing him out and you're like i can't do this anymore i'm playing you out bye um i really like her 
and she seems like super down to earth and she's like super sexy, like super sexy. I peeped her Instagram uh, yesterday actually and I'm like, my God, she's like incredibly sexy. Sorry if you hear my cat running around. She was just chasing um, air and uh, scratching up my floors, which is lovely. So tonight's episode, I feel – I never have a scripted episode. I never really have something in front of me where I stay on topic or I kind of wing it. I know what I kind of want to talk about and then I wing it. Um, which I feel is the best because uh, it's not fake, it's not scripted, it's not. Oh, then we're gonna talk about this, and then um, make sure you talk about this, and make sure you plug this, and make sure you do. No, no, no. I want to be as real as I can be. As if I'm talking to a group of my friends. So, um, in this episode, it's gonna be a little bit more. Uh, it's gonna be a little bit more serious. It's gonna let you into my life a little bit more, a lot more personal than I kind of really want to be, but. Um, for some reason it's been really weighing like super heavy on my chest and I feel the need to just talk about it, get it out of there and whatever. Um, first I just wanted to give a shout out to Bumble. If you follow me on my regular Instagram at yours, the bathroom, um, I gave a shout out to Bumble, the dating app for, um, deleting a profile that I reported. Now, it wasn't my intention for them to be deleted. I didn't want them to be able to see my profile, so I reported them. And I gave a brief explanation of my experience. And I said, um, I have no proof, but this man attempted to sexually assault me on a date about a year ago. Um And I went into minor details of my encounter and told him I never filed a report with police. And I said, I don't want him to be able to see my profile, yada, yada. Um, They, in turn, replied a couple days later. And, you know, I opened the email and I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a generic email. Like, we received your request. Uh, Please give blah, blah, blah but I just want to read the reply that Bumble sent me um, because I'm actually floored how they handled this. And it says, Hi there, Z. I'm emailing you with regards to a sensitive report you sent through our support team member about a user. We are sad to hear that this happened to you and want to thank you for so bravely reaching out to us. It is an experience that no person should go through, and we respect how difficult it may have been to report what happened. Please be assured, I have successfully located their account and removed them from Bumble. All reports are totally anonymous, as your safety is our number one priority. We would never explain to them why they have been removed from Bumble or ever reveal who reported them. We appreciate the step you took to let us know about this user. Please let us... Pardon me. Please know that reaching out to us 
by reaching out to us, you have helped protect the Bumble community immensely, and we cannot thank you enough for helping us make the hive as safe as possible. Let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. And honestly, I wasn't expecting that reply. Um, a little bit of backstory. It was, it will be a year in January where I went out with this guy that I met on OKCupid. I didn't even meet him on Bubble. Um, I met him on OKCupid and he seemed like pretty much exactly what I wanted, exactly what I was looking for, exactly like everything. Very tentative, text me back, um, followed through with what he was going to say, you know, the whole nine. Um, so I went out on a date with him, which started out really good. And then towards the middle, I realized that this is a nightmare. Get me out of here. Um, he is argumentative, disrespectful, the whole nine. So towards the end of the night, or like as he was walking me out to my car and he had my car keys in his hands, um, he was apologizing for the night, like how bad it went. He was just nervous the whole nine. Um, he's not used to being on a date with a pretty girl and things went kind of left, whatever. So I felt kind of bad and, um, he kissed me and I reciprocated the kiss. But then I think he took it to another level or he thought it was going to go to another level. Um, my back was against my car, the back seat door behind my driver's side. Um, within 25, no, sorry, 25 seconds. Within two seconds, literally, he unlocked my car, opened the car door and shoved my body down onto my back seat by pretty much laying his entire body weight on top of me. So I had no choice but to fall back. Um, so I fell back and he's on top of me and he's still kissing me and I'm like trying, I'm like gasping for air. Like, and I said, stop. No, as clearly as I could about six or seven times. Um, he was like touching me and rubbing against me and feeling me in places he shouldn't. And I'm like saying no, and I'm stop. And that's all I was saying. I wasn't saying anything else. Like why I just was like, stop, no, stop, no. Just trying to be as clear as I could. Um, he attempted to reposition himself. And in that moment I was able to get my knee up like, um, as if you're stretching. So my knee was pretty much up to my chin and I kind of got a little bit of leadway in between us. And I, with my other foot, I was able to push him off of me and I kicked him and I was wearing thigh high stiletto boots. So I kicked him as hard as I could in his chest with every single force I could give until he got off of me. And I didn't even react. I didn't even want to catch my breath. I just completely berated him told him he's a piece of shit, he's scumbag, the whole nine, got in my car, like in my front seat, and just peeled the fuck out of there. Um, so when he got home, he 
texts me and he said, and this is the only proof that I have of what went down. He texts me and said, okay, pretty much home, babe. I said, okay. He said, are you okay? I said, yeah, YA. He said, am I going to see you again? I do want you. I still enjoyed myself. My reply was, I had to say no and stop about six or seven times. Unfortunately for me, that is not up for discussion. He said, I'm sorry. I'm someone. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, He said, I'm sorry. It's something I'm willing to work on. Obviously, it's up to you. My reply was, if you need to work on, quote unquote, a girl telling you no or stop, that is a complete deal breaker for me. And I didn't even read his reply after that. I completely blocked him. So that was pretty much the only proof that I had, um, you know, him acknowledging that I had to say no and stop about six or seven times. And he said, I'm sorry. It's something I'm willing to work on. Um, I mean, he was, his hand was around my neck. He was holding me down. He was groping me. He was, it was awful. It was a terrible experience. And, um, I haven't joined a dating site since then. I just, I'm too scared, unfortunately. And this is a real life occurrence where people are so quick to be like, well, where's her proof? And jump down the accuser's throat where it happens. I don't have proof. I have a small tidbit of a text message where He's kind of acknowledged it, kind of didn't. I didn't report it. And I went against everything I believe in. Like I would always report it no matter what. I'm always going to go to the police. No, because I knew I didn't have physical proof. I didn't have evidence. I didn't have video. I didn't have pictures. They're going to say I was drinking in a bar. I reciprocated a kiss. How, how does anybody know that I didn't want it? And now I'm crying, you know, sexual assault. I didn't want to go through that. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I didn't want to go through that. And I kick myself every day for it because what if he did it again? What if he sexually assaulted somebody else? I, I probably wouldn't be able to live with myself if that actually happens. But again, like, what am I going to say? It's my word against his. He is a, you know, successful six foot three 250 bodybuilder and I'm just like this little five foot overweight thing that has a provocative Instagram and I was dressed provocatively and you know I already knew how this was going to play out I already knew um so for Bumble to actually reply and say what they said Especially like we respect how difficult it may have been to report what happened. I'm floored and I will forever recommend the Bubble app if you're looking for a dating app. I will forever recommend them from now on. I'm not getting payment from them. I'm not getting any sort of compensation. This is me telling other people that Bumble, I feel like, really listened to my report and really had my safety and other user safety in mind when reading my report. And 
I appreciate that beyond words and measures and anything. So um, if you're looking for a dating site, I highly recommend Bumble. Um, It's a site where girls are in control of it. And girls basically have 24 hours to reply to a match. And if you don't reply or say something within 24 hours, it expires and or whatever. Um, which I like because on Tinder and things like that, I feel like I get overwhelmed with messages that I can't reply to people in time. And if I'm not replying to you within 24 hours, obviously I wasn't really thrilled about your profile. So it's probably for the best anyway. Um they verify accounts. So, you know, it's like an Instagram. If you see a little blue check mark, they're verified. They're legitimate. They are who they say they are, which I like a lot. But definitely wanted to give a shout out to Bumble for um, how they handled it. And um, it really means a lot. It means a lot, especially now. And I know some people like uh, – roll their eyes at the Me Too movement and, you know, may not support it, but coming from a woman who an attempted sexual assault did happen or it doesn't even count as sexual assault. I don't know. Like he groped me unwillingly. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. I wasn't, I don't know. All I know is that someone out there believed me. I didn't have to provide them with three different pie charts, 800 pictures of evidence, DNA, pictures, video, you know, I didn't have to do all that. And that means more to me than anything else. So now that I got that out of the way, I wanted to talk to you guys about something else, a little bit more taboo. Um, I don't typically drink, but I had a um, a shot of Jack, which I haven't had in a while. I pretty much don't even drink anymore, um, and I'm having one beer. I usually just blaze now, and you know I'm approved for medical marijuana um, due to my car accident and things like that, and it's done wonders for me. Um, what a difference, you know. I think drinking is really obviously not healthy, but it's so addictive. It's so easy to be like, oh, let me just have a shot after work. And um, for me, it was I need a shot after I get home like from driving because I'm still very nervous when I drive. I'm still like not okay from my accident from two years ago. Um but when I moved out, I'm like, well, the amount I was spending in bars and the amount I was spending on alcohol is just tedious. It's not tedious, but another T word. Titty. No. Stupid. That's just being with a T. Um so, you know, I saw my doctor about medical marijuana and I got approved and I have to say like it completely, I I barely drank. Like I haven't drank probably since the last episode. I had a bottle of wine by accident. Um, oops. And then the time before that was maybe when I had the episode before, before that, you know? So 
I, I just, my point being, uh, hashtag legalize it. Hashtag legalize it. It's so beneficial. I'm not, I'll save that for another episode, but that it's so beneficial. It can do incredible things for people and our overdose numbers can severely decrease if it's legalized. People don't even realize that. I used to be against it. I used to be against smoking marijuana entirely, even just for fun. I would tell people like, why don't you just grow up? Like, that's stupid. Well, you know, I was in, I worked in the hospital for several years. So, um, you know, they drug test, blah, blah, blah. So I never smoked. And then once I started smoking again, I'm like, it's fucking amazing. Obviously I'm not going to work high. I'm not driving high. I'm, I'm one of those people where, you know, I smoke when I get home and I know I'm not going to go anywhere. You know, it, that's me. But I know people who can smoke and do your taxes, who smoke and be your lawyer, who smoke and can write a 50-page paper. You know, I know these people, they exist. They're not figments of my imagination, I promise. And they're not me because I can't function when I smoke. But anyway, we'll save that for another episode. Um, I wanted to talk about a, um, a taboo subject of uh, – Cheating men and the other woman. Um, mainly because, you know, this is not about me being cheated on. I haven't been in a relationship where I've been cheated on in a while. Um, I was the cheaty. Almost 10 years ago. Uh, I want to say, but um, how old am I? 31. So maybe about like eight, seven, eight years ago I was. It was a man I worked with and uh, I was eating dinner by myself. This was when I worked in um, Atlantic City casinos I was in his dinner by myself as usual and just watching TV, like minding my own business. And this man comes up to me and just starts sitting down and starts talking to me. And I'm like, okay, like, what does this guy want? What is he? Blah, blah, blah. So conversation goes left and he goes, so, okay, now that nice conversation is put aside, are you married? And I said, no, are you? And he takes off his wedding ring in front of me, puts it on the table. And he said, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, like I didn't know where it was going. And he 100% fully propositioned me and said, I'm married, but I find you attractive. Would you be interested in going out with me sometime? And I was so repulsed. I was like, no, are you kidding? And he said, no, I'm not kidding. He's like, I find you incredibly beautiful and attractive. And he's like, I I am married and I want to throw that out there that I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm looking for something else. And if you're interested, here's my phone extension. Call me, think about it, blah, blah, blah. And he got up and walked away. And I was like, what the fuck 
just happened. And at the time, I was out of a um, pretty, two back-to-back pretty uh, toxic relationships that really messed me up. And, you know, I was so young, like 23, 22, 23. It's like, how many relationships could you have that were that serious? I, back in those days, I was, I met a guy and I'm keeping him. That's it. He's mine. I'm keeping him. I was a little bit more crazier back then. Um, And I was out of a relationship for a long time and they were so toxic and I was so broken. I was still trying to find like love and all that. And I really, really thought about it. And I said, why am I playing by the rules and I'm just like alone and people who just do their own thing, they're having so much fun and they do their own thing and nobody bothers them. And why am I playing by the rules? Sorry if you hear um, other people talking. It's my neighbors. But so I went back to my office. I really thought about it and I called them and I said, okay, how are we doing this? I know a lot of you are going to think differently me because a lot of you didn't know about this, but I felt the need to share it. I felt the need to be a little bit more personal and a personable Um. Because no, I'm not perfect. I was never perfect. It's a learning experience. No, I'm not proud of it. It happens and it's over with. I just like to make that very clear. It's it's over with and has been for several years. Um, so anyway... We, um, (laughs) we ended up really, um, becoming very involved with one another. It was strictly for sexual purposes, obviously. And I was trying to say it in like a more polite manner, but that's all it was. It was sexual and he made it very clear. He's not looking for a relationship. He doesn't want anything to do with a relationship. He's married. Um, and he made it very clear f- to me from day one. He's not going to change. He is who he is. And his wife married him knowing that. And I truly believe that. And she did. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, you know, you get to really know people and you can have just a strictly intimate relationship with someone and you really, really get to know them. You know, I don't care if it's a quickie, it's, you get to know them. You get to see that different side of them, that the one, the wall that they let down and the vulnerable side that they let you see as opposed to being at work or on the street or running errands and you're somebody else during that time. And we really got to know one another probably more so than we probably should have, but it was a very, 
trying time for me because his, um, not all the time, but towards the end, you know, his wife ended up finding out about us because he was very careless with our text messages and our correspondence back and forth. And she found out that we worked together and she worked very hard to try to, um, get me fired, which did not work. You know, I had to disclose the relationship to my superiors. I had to tell them what was going on because she tried to get in contact with my bosses and I had to tell them. So that was really embarrassing. Um, but he was his own, like he was a manager of his own department. So he, you know, but anyway, um, we ended up being together for about a year and we inadvertently fell in love with one another. And it was so bizarre because we both did not want a relationship and we both made it very clear. I would never be with someone like that who I knew obviously cheats on women, um, well, cheats on his wife. Um, I can't say that he doesn't have respect for women because he honestly treated me so well. And I know what some of you are going to say. Well, yeah, because you're giving him ass. He didn't have to treat me so well because he knew that I didn't need anything from him. I didn't need dinner to be brought to me every night. I didn't need gifts. He showered me with gifts, showered me with dinner, showered me with affection. We would be at work and he would um, like – he. I don't know. It was weird because he didn't care at work, like who saw us together. Um, in the casino industry, you know, whatever you see is what you see and it stays there. It's not going to go anywhere else. It's not going to, it's a very hush hush industry. And he was so affectionate and so just everything I wanted in a partner, but I didn't have feelings for him like that because I knew who he was. I knew what he was about. I knew he would never leave his wife. And I, that's not what I wanted. I didn't want that. I wanted someone who would leave me alone and do everything that he's doing without the, where you at text message and who you with text message. And I'm call me in five minutes text message. And what are you wearing text message and make sure you're not showing up too much skin and blah, blah, blah. And it was perfect for me. I'm like, this is great. But then, um, you know, she found out and I had to answer to that. And then it all became very real because I was living in a fantasy world where it was okay to be someone's side action. She found out and it was rough. It was very rough. Because back in those days, um, you didn't have the option to block someone on their phone. So I had to get the phone calls. I had to get the text messages. I had to get the voicemails. I had to look at them. I had to see them. I had to listen to them. I had to really have a, a good look at myself when I heard the hurt in her voice over it. And that was not easy. 
but I knew what was right and what was wrong and what we were doing was wrong. I was the woman that I hated. I was the woman that I didn't like. I was the woman that my friends would cry to me about and I'm like, fuck her, go fuck her up. I was that woman. And it's weird being on the other end of that. It's weird being that woman because you feel like it's so much different from all the other girls that do it. But is it really? I'm sure the other girls who are somebody else's side piece is getting fed information the same as I was, being told things that I was. But he never made promises like, oh, I promise to break up with her. I promise. No, I never wanted that. I never wanted to break them up. I was trying to fill a void that he was, he filled for a little bit, but and it was weird. Like one, I protected him so much. I never replied to her. I protected him. And then after I want to say about four months. Like I even switched jobs. I switched casinos entirely to protect him. I never told her a word. I just left and didn't even tell him where I was going. And he was devastated. He cried. He cried. When I say cried, he cried. He cried his little heart out thinking that he would never see me again. He ruins everything. And then that's when we kind of told each other we were in love with each other and we knew we couldn't go anywhere, but we wanted to let everybody, you know, each other know. And it was a very strange experience because I knew I had to leave to protect him, but also to protect myself. I knew she wasn't going to stop. And then she texted me, I think on New Year's Eve one year. And uh, said, I hope your whatever year it was is as shitty as my whatever year it was, was. And I had it at that point because him and I haven't seen each other, I want to say, in about two months at that time. And um, I left. I did all these things. I made all these moves to make sure like we wouldn't see each other, know each other, be in contact with each other, the whole nine. So I finally replied to her and I said, like, you know what went on. Like, you know what happened. Like, I don't understand why you're still texting me. You need to leave me alone. I left you guys alone. I switched jobs, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I just want to know what happened. Just tell me what happened. And I said, you know what happened. Why do you need me to validate anything? So deep down, you know what happened. That man will never change. And I don't know why you continue to harass me when you should be harassing your husband. It takes two people to be intimate with one another, not just one. And she said, you're right. You'll never hear from me again. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. I hate him. I can't believe he's doing this to me again. Da, 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 the whole nine. I didn't even reply to it. And I really never heard from her ever again, ever. I think she definitely needed the validation of 
what happened. I mean, technically I didn't validate anything. I just said, you know what? I mean, you know what happened. You saw the, our text messages. You saw our phone calls. You saw like everything. And his dumb, he was so dumb. He was just like, oh, I don't know what that, is. I don't know what that is. Uh, at first she thought he was gay because I changed my name in his phone book to his coworker's name, which was a man. And I said, well, if your wife ever asks you why you're texting someone so much, just say that it's your coworker. But then she went as far as getting the actual text messages. So he couldn't, he couldn't hide that anymore. <laughs> He was like, she's going to think I'm gay. And I'm like, okay, so who cares? But anyway, it's not funny, but it is. Um, I haven't talked to him since either. You know, he tried to hit me up a few times, like a couple years after that, and just see how I was. And I, I'm just like, I'm good. You know, hope you're well. Hope your wife is well. That's it. Like, don't, don't. Because I can't go through that again, like having your wife harass me, go through all of that again. I recently looked them up on Facebook about like a year ago or so, and I saw that they were together still and they have a baby, which I was like, oh, that's weird. I know he's still cheating on her. I know for a fact, and I'm not even going to disclose how I know. And I'm going to put it out there that no, it wasn't me. Let's just make that very clear. But I know for a fact that he is. I'm not going to disclose how or what, why, where, when. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I just thought it was funny. But then again, I understand. You stick with someone for X amount of years. You accept from, accept them for who they are. And I, I don't think she fully accepted him. And I think he was, you know, infatuated with the fact that I accepted who he was. A piece of shit. He was up front and he told me straight up, I'm never going to change. I'm not going to leave my wife. I don't want a relationship. This is just what it is. And I was like, okay. And I accepted him and we had um, just like open communication. And and he told me everything and anything. He really did. And it was great. It was probably, oddly enough, and I hate to say this, it was probably one of the best relationships I ever had. It was the most honest relationship ever. Because I told him, there's no reason to lie to me. You need me on your side. So don't ever lie to me. You lie to me, you're going to have problems. And he was always very honest with me about everything, even if he was with another woman. But that was a rarity. It was, you know, in the beginning. But towards the end, he said, I, you know, dear, dear enough, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And he even said he's not unhappily married. He just should have never gotten married. He's not the type to be married. But, you know, why go through with it? Why do it? I don't know. That's something that he needs to answer, not me. And I wanted to talk about this subject um, only because it's a very taboo subject. And I always have an unpopular opinion about the other woman, like the whole Monica Lewinsky 
thing I recently revisited as an adult. I, I was a kid when all of that went down. And, you know, you make jokes, you make fun of her, you, the blue dress, the stain, you know, you call her, you slut shame her for blowing the president. But I revisited it as an adult who I'm 100% fully behind the Me Too movement. I fully support women's rights. I fully support, you know, sticking up for your fellow sister, regardless of what her occupation is, what she did, what she does. You stick up for your sister. Women need other women having their backs. We have so many people that want to tear us down and take away our rights as women and call us sluts and try to degrade us. We need women on women. We need the support from one another. And I fully, fully back that. So the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, you know, she was the other woman and, you know, she, I read a little blurb about what she had to say and I feel bad for her. I feel bad that two people made an adult decision but yet he gets high fives and she gets shamed for it. And someone, one of my friends made a comment, like if she, if she would just shut up about it, then everything would go away. It doesn't work like that. How many years is, is it, has it been? And you still, I still hear jokes about her and shaming her. And I really would like to make a very valid point right now that if a man can be seduced or if a man steps out on his marriage or his relationship, that man is a single man. That man is not married. That man is not taken. And I don't want to say if a woman can take your man because for me, I didn't take anybody. I was pursued. I was seduced, knowingly. And I feel like she was in the same predicament. But if your man is able to 100% step out on you, he is not your man. He is his own man and he will never change. And people love Bill Clinton. People love Bill Clinton. For what? For what? I was too young to remember what his presidency was like. You know what I remember? That he lied on national television about having sexual relations with, quote unquote, that woman. And for what he did. He gets high fives, people like him, and then she is just shamed. I can't even imagine what she goes through or what she had to go through on a daily basis. I cannot imagine that. She probably couldn't even go to the grocery store. She probably couldn't even go put gas in her car without someone yelling disgusting things at her. But people fail to realize what the other woman goes through. They only think about, oh, that woman ruined that marriage. Uh Uh-uh. That man stepped out. That man is not yours. That man 
will be a scumbag for the rest of his life. So my opinion goes a little bit more differently than a lot of other people. I look at it from perspective of the other woman and and being in that position and what I went through. I didn't scheme out. I didn't go for somebody after his money. I didn't try to have a baby with him. I didn't try to ruin a relationship. I didn't want any of that. I ultimately wanted a void to be filled in my life that was gone and missing. And part of me, like, I really just wanted to have awesome sex. And it was awesome. Mission accomplished. I'm glad that they're still together. I, well, um, the, the man I was with and his wife, I, I'm glad they're still together. I'm glad that they're able to work things out and have, he has a, he has a daughter now. So maybe he'll learn. I highly doubt that that will happen. Cause I, again, I know for a fact that he motherfuckers will cheese on that bitch. It's like, I'm not even going to call her a bitch, but I know that he does. And If you're willing to accept that and just look the other way for the sake of your child, so be it. More power to you. That's not me. But a lot of times I feel like it's my bad karma, reasons why I can't meet a man or meet a nice man. I feel like it's my karma that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. And that's like, that's something I live with every day. Like, I'm constantly reminded of it. And it took me a long time to be able to look at myself in the mirror and to be okay with my actions that I did, even while I was doing them. I left and I had to leave his house with my thoughts and be like, okay, I really did that. He's married. He's this, he's that. And I really had to sit there and be okay with myself. And it took a very long time for me to really kind of accept myself and accept it. It was wrong. 100% it was wrong. I'm not justifying anything. It was wrong. Should it have happened? I don't know. I can't answer that. Because if I say yes, it's going to sound selfish and skanky. If I say no, I'd be a liar. I think it needed to happen because I needed to grow up and I needed to learn about myself. I was very young. I was very naive. I was very – I don't know what the word is, but I was it. And I think it needed to happen so that it didn't happen in my 30s. And I'm caught up on a married man and hoping that he would break up with his wife and be with me and marry me and blah, 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 and yada, yada. Who knows? Who knows if it didn't happen, if I would be doing it now? I don't know. But I'll always have that unpopular opinion and be that 
voice of being the other woman at one point. Because I can feel for them. I can feel the position that they're in. Granted, there are women out there who are not like me, who do it to be malicious, who do it for money, to do it to purposely break up, to get exposure, to get media attention, to get famous. They exist. I'm not saying that they're not like that. They exist. They're out there. But that wasn't my situation. For those women, I don't know. I can't even comment on that because I don't know. You're trying to get a paycheck and you're trying to, I don't know. No. I can't get into that. But it was a very interesting time. I fell in love with someone who, I don't want to say repulsed me, but I knew I never wanted to be with him. I knew it. I never wanted to be with him. I never wanted him to leave his wife. I knew because we kind of talked about it before, like leaving his wife and we'd be in a relationship. And I was like, I could never because I would just be up your ass all the time because I know you better than you know yourself. I like, I, you wouldn't be able to escape me. You wouldn't be able to hide from me. You wouldn't be. I know where you go hang out. I know where you go drink with your friends. I know where you pick up women. I know these things. Do you really want to alter your life and be with someone like me? Because all of that would change with me. But would it really? No. You would still be the same old you, but I would be a lot crazier and I'd probably murder you. But I couldn't live my life being her, like wondering where he is and wondering if he's cheating. So that makes me a hypocrite because I was the cheatee and I was okay with it at the time. But I would never want to live my life like she did, ever, ever, and put myself through that. So it's interesting. Well, for me, I don't know. It's interesting to not want to be on the other side. I'm sure she would say something like, I would never, you know, knowingly be with a married man. And she has said that to me. I would never knowingly be with a married man and blah, blah, blah. But I would never be the woman that sticks by a man who cheats. Although I did, but, you know, it was different circumstances. I wasn't in a relationship with him. If the roles were reversed, would you be would you be able to be that other person? I don't know. I still, to this day, don't think I could. 
I just recently blocked a guy for not answering me for two date, uh, two and a half days. He deserves it. He was supposed to put my TV mount up, and he didn't answer me. Like, how dare you? First of all, so he had to go back on the block list. Blocked his phone number, Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine. Like, just get out of my life forever. And he was a friend of mine. And we're just two people that can't be in each other's lives. I mean, I can't. I can't do it. Um, we're too much alike, but on very different levels. I think I'm more emotionally mature, even though I broke his window to his car accidentally. Um, I think I handle my emotions, my anger a little bit better than he does. He's still just... I don't know who hurt him in his past, but I would really like to punch that person in the face because he's a really, really, really nice guy. Just isn't there for me to be friends with you, to be whatever with you, to do whatever with you. I don't know. It's a very sad situation because I I just can't have him in my life at all. And it sucks. So I'm looking for someone to hang my 50-inch TV. So if you're out there and you want to hang my 50-inch TV, please let me know because I'm feeling like this TV has been on my floor of my house for a couple weeks now. And I kind of not want to watch TV on my laptop anymore. Like I would like to watch TV on my TV. Kind of. A little bit. Yes. Um, that's all I have to talk about for today. I know it's a little bit more serious. I like to be fun. I like to be funny. I like to crack jokes, but I feel like if I'm really going to have a serious audience and a serious following, you guys really need to know everything. You guys really need to know where my head is and what my thought is and how I became to be me and how I have such crappy dating experiences. But again, it could be just my karma for sleeping with a married man for a year. I leave you with this. Be consistent. Be honest. Even if you know it's going to hurt the other person, be honest. And just don't be a fucking asshole. That's all I have to say about that. Consistency is key. I feel like if you're consistent, if you follow through consistently you're not going to have any problems dog if you're consistent texting me every day at 4 o'clock I'm not going to expect you to text me at 3.15 because I know you're going to text me every day at 4 o'clock 
But if you text me at four o'clock, then you text me at 5.30, then you text me at seven, then you text me at 10, then you text me at 3 a.m., I don't like that. And nobody really does. Or then if you ignore me for three days in between, I don't like that. These days, everybody's on their phone. So somebody's ignoring you. They're ignoring you for a reason. Whether they're going through something, which, no, they don't have to go into detail and telling you, oh, I had a death of my family or blah, blah, blah. Just be like, hey, you need a few days. I'll get back to you in a little bit. Fine. Okay. See ya. Or if you're busy or if you're sick or if you're sad or if you need time, just be like, hey, I'll hit you up in... I'm a little busy right now. I'll hit you up in a little bit. Okay. Moving on. Don't just like completely ignore somebody. That's just fucking rude. Be consistent. Don't be a fucking scumbag. And whatever else I said earlier. Just be nice. Just be nice to people. Is that so hard? Just be nice. Everybody's going through some shit. Like today, I had an okay day at work. It wasn't too bad, but there was a couple people that tried to go out of their way to make it shitty. But I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm having a great day. I'm going to be nice. So I smile at them and I say, okay, great. So I feel like that's the professional way to say, okay, fuck you. And you're allowed to get away with it. Secretly, they know I'm just telling them to fuck off, but can't do anything about it because I'm saying, okay, great. Okay, fuck you. Anyway. I can't believe it's 643 and I'm ready for bed. I fucking hate daylight savings. I'm ready for bed. I might just go to bed. Don't don't threaten me with a good time. All right, guys. I'm out of here. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope next time I'm doing an episode, it's not as serious. But, you know, I like to hear feedback to whether you guys enjoyed it, learning a little bit more about me. Try not to judge me that much. It happened a very long time ago. I learned my lesson. And um, I really like to open up myself to you guys a little bit more. It's like therapy for me, kind of. Not really. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, that's it. Bye. I got to go. I got to go do something with my life as opposed to going to bed. I might go shave my legs or something. Bye. Even when you don't wanna hear me So you keep that all that fake shit And I got it